for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, May 1st, 2012, episode 33 of Attack of the Androids over on attackoftheandroids.com, your weekly Android source for news, reviews, tips, and just overall general good-natured, light-humored banter. My name's Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, man? Hey, Matt. What's going on? We got Jeremy Lesniak. What's up, man? Good evening. We got Joey Kelly. What's up, man? Hello. Into the mic. Try it again. Hello. There you go. And we got Seth Herringer and his hair. What's up, Seth? Hey, hey, Matt. I'm wondering why I'm going last this time. Uh, It's just the order of the hangout. I have no control. (laughs) Uh, Not really. Your hair offended him. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Uh, Like I said, check out our shows every week over on attackingtheandroids.com. Make sure you leave us a quick review in iTunes. We appreciate it. Check out the Facebook page and the Google Plus page via the social networking icons in the upper right. Uh, let's start things out as we always tend to do with the phone of the moment. Today's going to be a little different. Today, we're going to present you five of the top, supposed top, best Android phones out there right now. And then we're going to tell you which one is the phone of the moment. So at the top of the list, we got the Samsung Galaxy Note. The Fablet, 5.3-inch Super AMOLED, uh, AT&T 299 with contract. We got the HTC One X or S, depending on which carrier. Uh, the One X, 199 AT&T with contract, of course. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this phone, because it's kind of interesting. You have one version with a quad-core NVIDIA Tegra 3, that's the international. And then you have the other version for us in the U.S. and Canada, it's only a dual-core Qualcomm Snapdragon, so maybe want to go international on this one. Uh, phone 3 is the Samsung Galaxy S or the S2. You know, these are The whole Galaxy S series is uh, probably one of Samsung's more popular offerings. Uh, then matching that on the other side of the tracks is the Droid series by Motorola. This was my very first uh, entrance into Android with the uh, the original Droid and then the Droid X. Uh, so those are always good phones. And then rounding out the list is the Samsung Galaxy Nexus, which was the phone of the moment last week uh, for episode 32, only because it, it is a decent phone and because of the unlocked price, man. That, that was a great price. So, uh, Seth, you've been most vocal about the the One X One S. Uh, what what do you think out of out of these? You got some good Motorola phones. You got some good Samsung phones. Basically, the top two, you know, on either side. The reason that this article is less than helpful in some ways is because it's not set up per carrier. I mean, so people don't want to know what is the best Android phone available. They want to know what are the best three Android phones on Verizon or AT and T or Sprint or you know, because they're all they're not interoperable. So, I mean, that's one of the problems with this. Um, and you know, you know what? Each... Usually when we see the differences, it's it's real subtle things. I think the quad-core, dual-core difference between the One X and the One S, that's one of the biggest 
same phone, different carrier well, uh, differences. And we know what that's because the the Tegra three doesn't play well with LTE yet, or is that yeah, still the issue? That's basically that's basically it. So uh, anyway, the One S doesn't have any quad core variants. So that, um, but the One X does. They've got the quad core national version, and the AT and T one just all the reviews dropped tonight. Actually, just a couple like an hour before we started um, talking here. Right, which we'll talk about. Basically, it seems like that the One X in America, that with the Snapdragon S2, doesn't really hurt um, the performance very much, and that it's mostly, mostly it's 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 either equal to, you know, some say even higher, some say lower, depending on which benchmarks you're looking at, who's running them. Right. But but in general, I mean, I think clearly the One S, the HTC One X, excuse me, is the top Android phone right now. And let's I'll be clear this this was a life hacker piece and the the nominations the nominees they were they were sent in by the readers. So oh, yeah, that's, they got that's right. uh they got thousands and thousands of of you know entries from I I'm, I mean really right now I would say AT&T has the best Android phones. With uh, I mean the Galaxy Note is really interesting with that pen. I I wish that in the Galaxy Note was an all an all carrier, so you have some options there. On Verizon for X. me and you. Yeah, right. The One X is a better phone right now than the Nexus, mostly because the camera and the screen. Um, but it, but it is. I mean, I love the Nexus, and if you're on Verizon, that's the best. I and mean, then moving to Verizon, the best, the best phone by far is the Nexus. Right, and this, and then, this uh, is past present. What they say, they got 300 nominations. So these are the top five out of those 300 yeah, I, that I were sent. I don't know in. what they're talking about. The Droid series or Motorola. Really, that's just the the Razer. I don't really know. Well, what no, else they, phone... they're saying there's you know there's uh, the Razer, the Bionic. There's the Bionic's the, a terrible phone. The don't Droid buy that. Four. Well, <laughs> you and I know that. But... How do you really feel? <laughs> Uh, they say that it was a tough call to group the Droid series together, but it's worth noting that those of you who nominated the Droid line in large numbers specifically mentioned the slider models, not the candy yeah, bar models. I mean, the Droid 4, if you absolutely need a keyboard, that's, that's it's the, the best, best Android phone with a keyboard, right? Exactly. But, it's the best but one. But I would, I would push you to say, why do you need a physical keyboard? Because I suck at typing on a touchscreen. No, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Say, why do you need a keyboard? I would say the person who is not good with the on-screen keyboard needs to just try out the different or you know, screen keyboards and just get used to it because that's the way phones are. I have going. a use case for that. Basically, you need it to SSH using PuTTY if you're a big Linux guy. If you're running screen constantly, and I used to do this with IRSSI. We'd, we'd just run a screen with a Biddleby gateway that connected to MSN, IRC. It, it had everything. And when the smartphones came out, there was this thing called Pocket PuTTY, and it was just a little SSH client, but you couldn't it didn't send the key mappings correctly with the soft keyboard you had to have the hardware keyboard to do a lot of the like control shift one or you know sh- shifting screens and stuff like that so i think that those are like the hacker keyboard uh, almost you know that that's the only thing you would really use it for but the, I mean, yeah, Motorola I makes good devices. You know, HTC is finally getting back in the game with with the One Series, and we'll we'll see how that how that works out. And I think you know the default, which out of all of their seventeen thousand votes, right? 
the Galaxy Nexus took it at 39% with 6,674 votes. And then after that is the Galaxy S series. So that's interesting. Well, you have two Samsung top of the line uh, sets well, in there. It's not really that interesting. Well, partly because no, I was going to say partly because these are the phones that are available right now. Sure, right? The Nexus, the sure. Nexus is the phone that it's what's on everybody's mind at the moment. You know, the the Droid by Motorola series got nine <laughs> percent. Yeah, this is basically, vote. in my opinion, this poll is just like, do you like your current phone? It is right. <laughs> Almost, that's, it's like yes, yeah. I do. Yes, I like, or you know, or if you've gone to the store recently, which phone most appeals to you? I mean, which is okay. Sure, sure. Like the Galaxy S two is a great, a great series of phone. You know, it was revolutionary when it came out, but it was a year ago, right? But how do you classify also best? Like that's such a relative. It's so relative well, to to yeah, the but, individual. But really, there are best. I mean, in my opinion, there are best. And your super use phones, case, though. Right? Yeah, but the problem with the best phone and is that it inevitably is. turns in a way my phone can beat up your phone or uh, in the case of uh, people that are geographically isolated and have low choices of carriers, my carrier is better than your carrier. I mean, we had the iPhone on uh, up here in Maine on, on AT&T, and it was horrible. People hated it. Why? Because the service was awful because but AT&T has very little presence up here. You're so, right. Go ahead. You know, so it, it, what I'm getting at is that it it's it's like figure skating. One person says th- th- that this particular thing wasn't right, and everybody else thinks it is. So you well, have a problem. That's why there's different phones. Yeah, and different carriers. I mean, and that's why that's why these article. I find this article less than helpful, and I would much rather have it preferred by split up by carrier, honestly. And then and then then the person knows. Well, I don't have LTE. So if you don't have LTE and you're not going to get it in the future, then maybe you should get a different phone or something like that. But so how, real quick, by carrier, what would you say uh, Verizon? What's what's the phone there? The right Nexus. Now? The Nexus. AT and T. What's the phone there? AT and T. Yeah. The One X. What's Sprint? Or the Note. The Note. I would say what's Sprint. Uh, probably the Nexus right now. Again. Okay. Um, uh, T-Mobile. I'm not sure. I, I actually honestly don't know Sprint phones all that well. But I haven't. I can't. There's no phone that comes to my mind right now that's great. Are, are any of you guys on Sprint? No. <laughs> Does anybody, Eric, even in uh, Myanmar, no Sprint? Uh, I I just dropped my Sprint contract last month. How did that but, feel? I think for this, I think for the Nexus is that it will future proof because it will be compatible with the Sprint's LTE network. So. I mean, I, I know Sprint's LTE network is a ways out, but maybe in a year you want to, you won't be, you won't feel like you're behind the times, because you will still have their, the Nexus, which has, you know, LTE, their their LTE network built into it. So, right. There's so many jokes in what you just said. I know. <laughs> I, I know. They're selling it. a phone without a network. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's my little uh, mini tablet, my Wi-Fi only mini tablet that uses oh. Google Voice and Skype. And T-Mobile, I just, I guess I don't even know what, what uh oh the uh, probably the Nexus again, right? The, they get the international version. Yep, there you go. And put that on T-Mobile. Boom. So kind of uh, kind of different from from what the the hive mind over at uh, Lifehacker came up with, but yeah. again, different use case, different people, different groups. I mean, it's you're never gonna find a, a consensus. Well, and but there are also really to... respectable phones like the Droid, like the Razer, uh, the Razer Advanced or whatever that's called. What's it called? The Razer Plus or something? Razer Max. Razer Max. There you go. 
That's a that's a really good phone if you want this the kind of interesting look to it, you know. That that's kind of been the the uh, the highly recommended phone that I've been seeing on Verizon, and everybody's just been saying uh, battery life. <laughs> Battery life yeah. is ridiculous, so just get this because everything else is such a close race, but it pulls away in battery life. But does well, that that's see that's, that's a specific use case? I don't care about battery life because I'm on a car charger all day, so it's it's not or I care. It's just not you know it's not ranked as high on my priority list as maybe other sure. people. But yeah, different yeah. different use. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's go from the high end to the low end. Uh, Michael Kreider over on Android Community found quite possibly. The cheapest Android 2.0 tablet ever made. Pan Did Digital. you say Michael Crichton? Michael Kreider. Oh, that's too bad. I know, that would have been a much more compelling story, I feel like, with a twist at the end, like, ooh, it's made by Samsung, what's up? <laughs> or the tablet turns into a giant dinosaur and eats it. Oh my god, could you imagine? So this is made so by Pan better. Digital. It's 59 bucks. Can, can you say you get what you pay for? Uh, they, Michael's not recommending that you buy this fifty nine ninety nine hunk of plastic. Uh, this listing on Ben's outlet is a primary example of the reason that a sale is not the same thing as a deal. This is this is the definition of a non-story. Is it? Um, this is a, it was, I mean, these cheap Chinese tablets are a dime donut. a dozen. What's it's that? a sixty dollar. No, I know. You could buy, like, what, a year ago or something like that, I bought a cheap Chinese tablet that was running gingerbread. Was it amazing? No, it sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> and, 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 and I tried to I tried to put on custom ROMs after the second one. It totally froze up, and I throw it away. And then it was amazing. Wow. But, oh. Seth, this is, a, this is a novelty. It's running donut, man. No, but what I'm saying is that you could, you could do a little bit of research and now there is even actually, I mean, what seems to be a pretty decent phone selling for about 70 I mean, a decent tablet selling for about $70, running probably ice cream sandwich. So if you want a cheap Android tablet, but do Seth, a lot more research than this. Seth, this, this, is not has, this is not the one to get. This has Kindle for Android with access to over 850,000 e-books. You're going to put also, a custom ROM on, on anyway. Hold on, I'm not done. It also has Android app market access with games, productivity apps, and more. Yeah, what do you know about that? Yeah, this is not the. This is yeah. it. I think this is the one. I'm gonna trade in my prime, and I'm gonna get this one, and I'm gonna be completely happy with prime. it. I'll give you four of these for your prime. <laughs> no, and I'll tape um, them all together. <laughs> you'll have a super tablet, It'll and it still won't have multi-touch support. <laughs> no, it won't. my favorite line from from the from the article. You also get such fancy extras as volume and power buttons. <laughs> and a sweet 1600 milliamp battery rocking on that 800 by 600 7 inch display. I got to tell you, though, I am a fan of the low end hardware because we you know. can get it cheap and then you can mod it. We I know. Mean, why not? We know. But, but the best mod you could do to this thing would be to drill a, a <sighs> lanyard hole through the center of it. I saw, actually. <laughs> I think we need to move on. The best use of this, I saw a, a Transformer Prime over the weekend get shot by a shotgun and a couple nine millies. Uh, it was an interesting video about, you know, what, what a gun does. I think this would have been the... I would have been like, all right, cut, stunt double, bring in the yeah, pan... Right. Bring in the... What is this, pan digital? <laughs> bring in the pan digital. I, then, do, I do think, like, I mean, like Joy was saying, I think you can actually get pretty good tablets that are cheap for less than $100 from, you know, from these Chinese manufacturers that have decent chips in them and, you know, you know... T- 
poor but okay do you, screens like that. Do you just email them and say, please make mine not suck and don't yeah, put so, I mean, lead in Yeah, but then, like it? I said, I tried one of them for, I think it was about 50 bucks a year ago. It had a one gigahertz chip in it. And, you know what I mean? After I modded it a few times, it was basically unusable. Uh, so just, I mean, you could probably get a decent one. Just beware. Buyer. I mean, for the for the price, I mean, what it would probably just be better to buy like a Nook tablet or a yeah, Kindle Fire a Nook. or the Transformer well, like, 300 that just came out. I mean, get like a used Nook, like yeah, the last looked. generation used Nook or you mean something? I don't know. Yeah. That Transformer. Well, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, I'm hearing good things about the Caucaso M730W. Uh, they're 149 bucks, two gigs of internal storage, um, and a certain one of us has got a hands-on. Yeah, um, we brought a couple into the store because they were dirt cheap. Um, we're selling them for 149 bucks. Um, I can hook any of you guys up for uh, probably about 120 <laughs> but you'd have to pay for your shipping. Um, I would love one just to mess around with it and write a review. I don't you know, want to keep um, it, though. They've got HDMI out. Uh, it's more responsive than it deserves to be. Um, I threw up a brief, rev- uh, a first look review from uh, one of my staff members. Actually, two of my staff have bought them, and uh, that's over at VermontComputing.com in the blog. And he's promised um, he's actually at Disney right now, but I'm sure he is playing with that thing like crazy. And when he gets back, he's going to write a full review. Very. Just nice. out of curiosity, is it worth it? Yeah, it's it's far. It is the best value tablet that I've ever seen. It is it is better than my Nook color. That's really? uh, that's something to yeah. be said. Yeah, and it and it's you know it's cheaper. What does it have? Uh, is it uh, gingerbread or? Um, it, I believe it comes with gingerbread. It's like a dual core one point two. I mean, it's ridiculous. And and as a free bonus, when you turn it on, if you go into the image gallery. You can see pictures of random Asian people that built your tablet and tested it before they put it in the box. No way. That yep. is too cool. That is too cool. <laughs> All right. Um, let's shift gears. I'm sorry. I should say I say random Asian people because I, I don't remember what country it's from, and I don't want to say the wrong country. It's very random res- people. It's very you respectful. Pictures of random people. Forget what I said about Asians. It's very yeah, respectful it's- for you. And this is a stock Android experience, correct? There's no... Uh, uh... Yeah. Oh, and it's even got the actual Google market. (laughs) Does it really? With apps, productivity, and more. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All right, moving on. Let's talk about this. Uh, And I don't know if maybe perhaps this is due to the lawsuit, Oracle versus Google. We have a portion of Java... Uh, of Android that got par- uh, ported over to C sharp pound plus <laughs> Eric what's going on with this yeah I think we should call it C pound C pound um, <laughs> yeah I mean if, uh, if, if anybody's ever seen um, the C sharp language uh, I mean it's it. my understanding uh, of the history of it is that um, you know, I I believe Microsoft made a language called J Sharp, which was like a direct copy of Java, and they got sued. So then they then they came out with C Sharp, which doesn't call itself Java, but it's basically like a lot of the same um, like syntax and language when you're writing it. So 
these folks, you know, I guess just decided to take all that Java stuff and uh, rewrite it in C Sharp, which I don't think would probably be that difficult. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, some folks are saying, oh, this is great because, you know, the lawsuit with, you know, with Oracle and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it's sort of, I don't know, it's kind of a wash in my mind because now you're dealing with Microsoft and the is development it? for, you know, developing on C Sharp isn't as easy, I don't think, on other platforms um, as it is for Java. So And Microsoft's already getting a little bit out of each Android phone anyway. So, I mean, what's, you know, what's the matter? Uh, well, I don't. I don't but, think it would. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Microsoft would would have any grounds to take a chunk out of Android for it. Um, who else but, wants a piece of this? You know, the, <laughs> but the good thing about the good thing about having the having Android use you know where people program with the Java language is that you know you can't you can install Eclipse on you know Linux on Windows Mac and you have like the the uh, Android development plugin. Um, so it all sort of works all nicely together. Um, I doubt Google would ever move to C Sharp because you, they would lose a lot of that, you know. But it's it's kind of neat to see people, you know, messing around and, you know, doing stuff like this. It's probably not going to amount to anything, though. So they say this was accomplished by using a tool called Sharpen to translate Java code to C Sharp. Uh, the net result is that you can use pure Android code on a machine running the team's mono virtual machine and then get the software to boot and run without any Java at all. Yeah. Better, better watch out, yeah. guys. Thanks. Oracle's coming after you next. <laughs> well, if they if they win this uh, if they win this lawsuit, maybe. So where if are they, we at? If, uh, if, if you decided. guys if you guys are subscribed to Attack of the Androids uh, on iTunes or just our RSS feed, you got a special episode that was myself, Eric, and uh, who was that? Chris Poirier, right? Yep, Chris from a new domain. Um, it was a it was basically just a special that we focused on. Oracle versus Google. Uh, give us an update on that, uh, Eric. Yeah. So, um, so the, this uh, this trial is meant to be in two or three parts. There's the copyright uh, piece. There's the patent uh, piece. And then, if Google is seen to, you know, is ruled to have infringed on either copyright or patent, then you move into a damages phase. Um, so right now, I think I got to get my my dates correct since I'm across the international date line. I think it was Friday um, were closing statements uh, on the copyright piece. So right now we are waiting for the jury to come back and rule whether or not Google infringed on copyrights. Um, and uh, the interesting part to this is that the judge instructed the jury to assume that APIs are copyrightable and that means that if Google is seen to have infringed on the copyrights, the judge then makes the determination whether or not that statement is true, that APIs are copyrightable. But so they're, they're just working is, under that assumption. He's reserving the yes. right to judge on it, in, it depending on what they come back. Because it may not even be exactly. an issue, depending on what they say. So is he doing that to prevent setting an unnecessary precedent if 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 they come back and and it ends up being that they he didn't need to or what what do you see that that he did that 
I don't I don't know exactly the motivation. I mean, I my my impression is that um you know, this judge is very technically competent. Um, you know, having ruled over some of the uh SCO lawsuits and things like that, and he was asking a lot of really insightful technical questions. Uh and I I think that he is just wanting to make it as simple for the jury uh, and then if the more complicated question of are APIs able to be copy written, then he'll he'll deal with it at that point. Did we lose Eric? Is anybody else with me? Maybe. Maybe he got sniped by Oracle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> black, black choppers. You don't know. You do not know. All right. Well, uh... That's interesting. Well, I wonder what if those you... black choppers run Java. <laughs> Probably running no. Windows ninety eight SE. Running, running uh, Symbian. Symbian. <laughs> Jeremy, what do you give me your take on this whole? Uh, where do you see this going? On the lawsuit? Yes. By the time that they're done, we're going to forget that it started. Right. That that goes without saying. Now, tell um, me what you think about the black helicopters. <laughs> I think there's probably one outside my window right now. Nice. Dun, dun, dun. Joey, what what do you think about this? I agree with Jeremy. By the time this gets resolved, we will have forgotten it happened because the technology iterates so faster than so much faster than the flipping um, world of of the legal system can go. Right. Okay. We're... It's just you know. We're Normally, this it. is the type of thing that I'd be all over, but I'm just I'm so sick of these lawsuits. Is it I because just can't of get fired up about them anymore? They're just all bull. Just because of how many and how frivolous, or just over yeah, it in general? It's just you know the 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 innovation in tech right now is how can we figure out how to sue somebody? Patent oh, trolls, and it's just really disheartening to me. Because it's hurting us in the long run, right? We're we're missing out on possible future innovations because money that should have been going to R and D is going to L and D. You know, or it's it sucks for sure. But how now? Let let me put it this this way: What can we do about it? Is there anything, or we just like you said, wait until it's done and forget about it and and move on? I, I don't. I don't know. I, the, my initial response would be, we need to go to our government and get them to stop allowing this. But you know, then we've we've got the government saying that CISPA is what okay. if? So I mean, it's it seems so easy that like these are tech companies. Maybe somebody can write something that's like a CMS that maybe we can all go on and discuss this and and maybe form some sort of peer-based committee that whenever there's a lawsuit based on this, they look at it and say, you know what, this is stupid, get out of here. Or they say, yes, you actually have something here, and then it, it gets escalated. Like it doesn't seem. It seems like there is something that could be done. It's just nobody wants to do it. Or, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, Who knows? I don't know. All right, moving on. Uh, it got <laughs> some, some rooting ROM news. CyanogenMod9 is out for the 1X. So if you are looking at getting one of those 1Xs, if you want a 1X, you can get CM9 for it. I think that's pretty sweet. 
uh, the majority of uh, custom ROMs and the CM family in particular, you all know the initial purpose of the port is to remove the Sense UI and other non-standard software, which, like we we mentioned, the you know the new Sense not too bad, but it's, it's not you know it's not CM nine for sure. It's not uh, vanilla Android or or anything. So this will uh, get that off of there for you. This isn't the official uh, because it's compiled from the public source code by an outside team. They say they've got most of the features working with the notable exception of both cameras and the Wi-Fi hotspot, <laughs> which you might be able to work around with the third-party option, of course. And I, I wrote something uh, about that on groovypost.com about tethering you know, some Wi-Fi from, from the, the Nexus to the Prime, and it works with a ton of d- different devices, so check that out. Uh, for those of you wondering about ICS and HTC's physical buttons on the One X, it'll work much like HTC's stock ROM with a menu key that appears when needed. Uh, the official CM9 team should get their own version out eventually. Uh, and yeah, as always, make sure you, you back up and, and have fun. Do it on Friday. Definitely do it on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Seth, does that make the One X more appealing? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, right? I, I, I don't sure. know um, about, you know, these early versions of these ROMs are, are sometimes frustrating. So. I usually like to wait a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I mean, I've got it on my touchpad, and, you know, like, my audio jack doesn't work half the time. You know, there's all sorts of little problems with these things. But particularly since the Sense 4.0 was pretty, I mean... I can't. I don't like a lot of it. Actually, I don't like most of it. And not it as like thick as are... Sense Three, but still invasive enough. It's not as bad as Sense Three, but still invasive no. enough. No, yeah, but it's still invasive, and I don't like it. You know, I say a fair amount of reviewers also find the same problem. So, the faster that these things are rootable and get CM9 on it, kind of a nice, slick, clean interface, I would say the better. Um, yeah, but again, warning about these early ROMs are always a little bit problematic. I agree. Mm-hmm. So finally got that Android browser review I was mentioning the last couple weeks. It's up. It's published. The results are in. It's ready for your viewing pleasure. Now, was I was I messing around in depth, right? Images for each one with the platforms and a rank and a score and what build number says there a few of them updated since I wrote this, but hey, that's fine. Better late than never. Um, you can see I went through UC browser, went through boat browser, I went through to page two, where you'll see dolphin, you'll see opera, you'll see one that I, I kinda like called Nine Sky, but again this goes back to the whole, do you trust Chinese developers uh, in regards to your web browser? And I'm kind of curious now uh, what what you guys think about that. There's a sleep do near mobile. I'm so excited. For what? Sleep near mobile. Isn't that awesome? It's... If- uh, uh, that, that's that became a bit of a meme for about six months on uh, the Windows Weekly show. Oh, really? I, what Sleep it, near, it, yeah. Explain. 
Um, this was last year before Mary Jo Foley joined the show, and, and Leo and, and Paul would just joke about Sleep Near, like, every episode. It was great. What's the what's the joke? Like, it's just a terrible browser, or what? Um, no, the, the joke was that um, because in the EU, Microsoft had to prompt users upon the installation of Windows what browser to pick, uh... and Sleep Near was in the list. Oh. And so they their market share, like went up by a bajillion percent because they went from nobody caring to people randomly selecting sleep near. Sure, sure. So I, I wrote, this is another one of those browsers that's been out for quite some time on all sorts of platforms that just completely passed me by. Uh, an English and Japanese-based browser with a bit of a, an interesting story. Back in November of '04, the developer had his computer stolen along with sleep near's source code. Uh, then in 05, he restarted with version 2X, which uh, apparently has zero compatibility with the first version. Uh, yeah, it, it felt light and snappy. You know, you can you can read this. I'm not going to read it uh, to you. But uh, yeah, Sleep Near, Angel, Nine Sky, X-Soul. X-Soul was kind of interesting to me because they had this thing that you could, it was called Breathing Soul. You could breathe soul into a website and it's like a, a comment system based on the browser, that, but you can also link it to your Twitter account. It, it seemed like kind of an interesting, if you sat on Google.com, you'd see all these random you know, comments that are scrolling uh, by. Not invasive, and you can turn it off, but uh, kind of an interesting idea. New way to, to spam uh, people. So, uh, Chrome, beta, of course, and then the stock browser. You'll see how they all stack up to each other. And if you have a favorite browser that I somehow miss, and like I said, if you search for web browser, there's over 5,000 entries. I don't know, not all of them are obviously web browsers, but there's there's quite a bit of, of stuff to sift through in there. So if I missed a gem, uh, let me know. You can about email a, me. Gopher? Is there a version hey, of fun gopher? fact. Fun fact. Eric, go. Sleepnir is an eight-legged horse in North mythology. That's not something I want to sleep near. Um, the ones I uh, kept, uh, <laughs> Opera Mobile. Okay, that joke definitely has legs. That's why I moved on. The the one I kept, I kept Opera Mobile, I kept Dolphin, I kept Boat, I kept Exul, of course, my browser stock, and my Chrome beta. Uh, on my phone, I'm actually using a couple different ones. Mainly just because of uh, rendering for the smaller screen. Or no, I'm using all the same. Opera, Dolphin, Excel, Chrome, and Browser. So those are my favorites. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Uh, you can send in comments or email matt at groovypost.com or show at attackoftheandroids.com. And maybe we can get a big old list going of what the best ones and, and see. Have you guys messed with this, uh, this browser over screen? I saw that. It was kind of an interesting idea. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, this company keeps doing apps like this because I think they're also doing like a chat app. But it's basically, you know, it's sort of like when you have on a desktop operating system, you have windows and you can uh, you can resize them so you can have multiple windows on the screen at the same time. That's basically what it does. So you can have like a browser window that's not taking up the entire screen so you can see, I don't know, your other stuff going on. Super it's, handy for know, tablets. Sort of a neat, unique idea. Um, tablets. Yeah. So. Right on. Yep. 
LG moving on, getting into the game a little late. Is it perhaps too little too late? They they went kind of the, the dual route instead of saying, here is our music locker, here is our uh, documents and everything else, our cloud storage. They are saying, here is the all-in-one. It is our all-in-one uh, cloud storage. You get five gigs free, music streaming, document. They have real-time streaming transcoding technology that will tailor to whatever device you're streaming on, whether it's a PC or your Android smartphone. Huh? How's that sound? Huh? Holy yeah. crap, people. Can we just please <laughs> get an open, bloody platform that everybody can use? It'll become an open standard. Nope. Nope. And then we can use it on our iPhones and on our Windows nope. phones nope. and on our Android phones and Never on our Macs and on our Ubuntu machines and our PCs. Can we just get a flipping gosh goffled brr? Jeremy, kick standard? the Joey. I think it's glitched. The LG Cloud will launch as a limited beta today. I wonder how that's going. Someone check. Uh, for many parts of Rain the world. Rain is falling out of the clouds. <laughs> Although it's already available in South Korea on the Google Play Store. Um, this is gonna. They're also going to release the app for Android, LG, smart TVs, and desktop users. Who's got an LG smart TV? What's a smart TV? Uh, so the offering. A smart TV is a TV that can get infected by viruses that you can't update. <laughs> That's the worst. The what? power of the cloud, people, right there. Ding. <laughs> is that pre? Well, the first time I'm surfing the web on my TV and I get a uh, warning about having uh, Windows Defender uh, <laughs> XP Some... 2012 has detected an infection. Please click here to scan now. I'm going to run streaming. Some scareware. Please pay us forty nine ninety five and we'll unlock your <laughs> your drive for you. Somebody's going to write a write a virus that just brings you to free porn <laughs> and just bombards it, and it's going to be the only virus that anybody's ever gone out and installed intentionally. Like wanted. Hey, what's that program called? Oh, you mean that virus? Yeah. I was going to say, that is one. that a virus? Yes. It's the called virus the. Me it's called the Joey virus. Smart TV. It's called the sleep near virus. LG is... <laughs> so you can I sleep near, near your TV. TV. Yay. LG is offering 5 gigs free space for users in Korea, matching Google Drive with 50 gigs of extra space free for six months for those of you buying LG phones or sleep near smart TVs. So is it is it too little too late for LG or is there room for everybody in this uh, cloud storage game? And uh, part two, the more of these we get... How are we going to start seeing uh, the security and, and which ones are going to get targeted because they're ponable, they're pony bronies and, and, and such? Jeremy? It, it's not too late. It's, I, I, th I think there needs to be some evolution in the way that we look at uh, these cloud services before it makes sense that they, there are all these disjointed efforts. Um, you know, we're, we're really not there in terms of the organization. We've got all these cloud services, but it's still mimicking the the same paradigm we've always had of, you know, a directory structure. And I don't know what the, you know, the other option might be, but when it transpires, then I could see a world where, you know, we have all these different services and then somehow they work together. You know, kind of like, think of it like phones. I mean, we have phones with these 
from different carriers and they can still make phone calls. Well, yeah, and you can do that. Like, I have a few backups of certain things on a Dropbox. I have a few backups of other certain things on my Google Drive. I have things on my server locked. Like, you you should definitely spread out, and you should also have your local copies. I mean, the 321 is ideal for for your backup system. But I, I just to rely on on just one all the time, I mean, that's just not smart computing in general. I mean, regardless of... Of what you're doing on it, Joey brought up a good point. The uh, you know the need to have some kind of standard, and it's going to take a while for us to get there. But what this reminds me of, uh, you know, Matt, I think you made the comment about oh somebody else is getting into the cloud game. It's it's kind of like 2008, 2008. Everybody in the world was like, we have a social strategy. We're going to make a social website. You know, and it wasn't fully thought out. It was just something that, you know, my outside perspective was I bet the shareholders are pressuring the executives to respond because here's this new internet buzzword. It's the new buzz. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that that's what this is too. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's looking into the future. Right now it's it's going to be a line on, you know, a marketing form or on something that says, oh, well, now it has cloud storage. And then in two or three years, the 50 people that actually adopted it are going to get screwed because LG is going to decide that it's more money to support this sort of a thing um, than they thought. And they're either going to lose their data or get an email saying, hey, move it before we shut down. It's, they're, not doing it, they're not doing anything different from what I can tell that would differentiate them or would change that from actually happening. It's just going to fade away into the sunset at some point in the near future. Right, and Asus has one, I mean, that came with the Prime. You probably saw it. There's MyCloud, and there's also Asus Web Storage. Like, I mean, everybody has their own, you know, do you use it or not? That's that's a whole whole other story. I, I never touched this one, which, you know, if you think about it, it's really, I mean, to a certain extent, it's just little bits of free storage here and there. Um you know, you probably have to pay for it to to get anything useful. But if you combine them all somehow, like you know, you could probably live a fairly productive online life just sucking leech off of these free cloud storage services. If you can deal, you know, it's it's not necessity by any means. But on always... Twitter on Sunday, John C. Dvorak was was uh, asking that someone come up with a a way that you can get all the free storage from all the cloud services and just kind of bundle it together and use it as one, which just, I thought was brilliant. Just kind of bundle it together and sell it to people. <laughs> well, not so much sell it, but use it yourself. No, I know. You know I, so if you get I, like you know two and silly. five gig accounts all over the place, you know, it's yeah. kind of, if if any of you. Listeners out there uh, really dug into RAID. In most RAID controllers, there's an option called JBOD, just a bunch of disks, where you just take storage and just ram it together like a a really bad version of a Drobo. In essence, you're 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 creating like a dumb torrent network almost. You know, you, yeah, you're sort of. connecting bits and pieces. Yeah, sort of. You know, the idea. Yeah. But. All right, uh, moving on. I guess we were talking about LG earlier. They are giving Windows Phone the finger, well, the boot at least, uh, and heading all in on Android. Good move for LG, 
Did they maybe want to give Windows Phone a chance because it's going to blow everybody's mind? Or nah? Joey? Well, I hesitate to say this, but it is possible that with the brute power of Microsoft behind it, Windows Phone might actually succeed. Um, Larry, I do think... I, I do think there's enough room in the smartphone space that you can have an open source Android, a Mac esque i device, and a Windows device. Yeah, you're cloning the PC space at that point. You know, basically or the, the computer yes. space. Larry on a yet another tech show, our our other uh, tech podcast. He seems to really he he's behind. Uh, he he thinks there's something good here, but I don't know. I've never used one of the new ones, so. There's there's a, a article over at the Washington Post that says that uh, LG is actually not abandoning Windows Phone, that they just don't have any phones in development at the moment, which really? could just be kind of a wait and see. Interesting. You know, I wouldn't if, if I was a developer, um, you know, a hardware developer, I would be waiting to see you know what goes on with the Lumia 900. Um, before I threw any more eggs into that basket, especially if I have the option of doing Android phones. Right. Uh, WP Central reported that LG's initial press release, quoting a spokesperson saying that, quote, the total unit of Windows phones sold in the global market is not a meaningful figure. (laughs) I think we all knew that. That statement holds up in the latest Comscore market share numbers. Combined numbers for Windows Phone 7 and the older Windows Mobile together accounted for only 3.9% of U.S. sales, compared with just over 50% for Android. Uh, LG seen a fair bit of success with uh, Android uh, via the Optimus LTE, sold over a million units worldwide, uh, and the AT&T LG Nitro HD, and the Verizon LG Spectrum, which is apparently all the same phone. (laughs) So, uh, there you go. Go LG, you know? Smart smart TVs I want to sleep near and 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 good good Android phones. I I'm happy for you. I'm rooting for LG. They they're more than just a flip phone cool TV maker, you know. Go you. Uh Seth, we have some 1X Tegra Snapdragon benchmarks. Is it is how's that dual core keeping up with that quad core Tegra? Well, it's interesting. The more I was reading, at first, um, Android and Me is one of the sites that had you know benchmarks up, and it was saying that the quad core was you know it was kind of close, but the quad core was mostly winning. But then Engadget published their results of, of uh, different benchmarks, and they found the almost exact opposite that said the Snapdragon S two was winning on most things. Well, wait till so, I publish my benchmark results. Yeah. They say that neither of them are winning. So what's up? So I think I think probably what you can take from that is a couple things. But the first is that uh, it doesn't really matter that much, right? Is that because the, <laughs> right. the the Snapdragon S two has you know the core A fifteen stuff a little. It's like kind of a a weird mix between A nine and A fifteen, and so uh, it's kind of got a little better structure than the um, than the Tegra three does. But the Tegra 3 has four processors in it. And so maybe when you sort of even it all, maybe it sort of evens all out in the end, right? Where 
the dual core has maybe a little, like I said, a little bit of architecture, but the quad core has more, you know, raw power. Um, but they both have sort of similar battery lives. So, you know, at first it sounds like that you'd be pretty upset that the U.S. version is getting a dual core and the Tegra 3 is in the gold version. But in the end, it sounds like it actually doesn't matter that much. But now here's the interesting question was the, um, the Galaxy S3 um, is coming out. You know, they're releasing, what, in three days? Not releasing, but they're having the comp news conference in like three days. I think it's the 4th of May. And there are rumors that, you know, Samsung is always, they always have their Exynos processors, which are probably the best processors available. They, at least they were for the Galaxy S2 generation, and maybe they will be for this generation. And so the rumor is that, the, again, the global version will have the quad-core Exynos, and no one has any idea what's going to be in the U.S. version slash LTE. Uh, sounds like the Exynos quad-core is not compatible with LTE yet again, or the same problem that the Tegra 3 has. So... Uh, you know, I'd be. Re- I'm really curious to see how those numbers stack up because it seems like an Exynos quad core is going to be pretty amazing. Um, versus, if, I mean, if it's an Exynos quad core versus this uh, Snapdragon S2, I think that's going to be a different battle than the Tegra three versus the S2. Where would you uh, say the the Tegra three and the Exynos stack up? Quad-core, well, that's what quad-core. I'm. That, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the the Exynos will handily beat it. Um, you think? That's just my guess. Just because They're, why? Based on Because Exynos has beaten them in the past. The okay. Exynos processor was a better than the Tegra 2. It's uh, a logical fallacy, Seth. Well, but also the Exynos <laughs> is coming out, what, six months later? Five, I know, maybe I'm five just, months later I'm just when the Tegra 3 came out? Yeah. Four months? I forget exactly. Doesn't matter. Um, but it's been a while, so they've had that much longer to develop it. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that the Exynos is going to be quite a bit better, but I'm a little bit worried that the U.S. version is going to have the Snapdragon in it, uh, and then it'll be kind of a slouchy compared to the Exynos. But, you know, we'll, we won't know anything until those chips are released and we get to actually test it. And we don't even actually know what's going to be in the U.S. version. But it sounds like the leaks are saying that it's not going to be what we were hoping. Well, you know, what I was hoping for, what it was it was going to be the A15 or the core, you know, the, the newest chipset from ARM, the newest chipset from ARM, which would be a dual-core version, but that's not going to happen, it looks like, so... Well, Seth, what uh, looks... do we know exactly? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Much like it previous will be a episodes. It can make calls. No, no, no. Actually, we do know something for sure. Samsung has confirmed that some version of the of the S3 will have their new quad core Exynos in it. I think it's called the forty four twenty or something like that. Which so that ones? Samsung has confirmed yeah, that. Your guess is uh, as good as mine. What's that? I said, in which ones that will be, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll, we know for we'll sure. You know. I mean, it seems like the for sure the international version will have the quad-core Exynos in it. We do not know yet what the U.S. version will have or any version with LTE in it. Right. Um, I'm hoping that they're able to put the Exynos quad-core in it. Um, but, you know, but that's probably not going to happen, it looks like. so. Nah, who knows? It's all speculation, yeah. much like all of our episodes here on Attack of the Androids. Pure but that's Android gonna be, spec. That's going to be really interesting to see what, like I said, just a couple of days away now, what this S3 is going to look like. I, I'm actually starting to get less excited for it than I was. I'm getting the geek chills here, man. Why? Why less excited? Because of these these chips. You know, some of the rumors. Okay, for two, there's a couple reasons. He hyped himself up. Um, well, no. Samsung's skin, I've seen, you know, based on some of the, some of the leaks, looks like it's going to be pretty heavy and not good. TouchWiz, right? So I'm worried that it, I'm worried that TouchWiz is going to be bad, like sense. 
I also am worried that um, this processor thing, they're going to put the Snapdragon S2 in it, which isn't a bad processor, but I'm, I would rather have the Exynos in it. Um, and then they're also, it looks like they're going to have physical buttons right now. That's what the newest, the newest leaks are showing are, are, are having physical buttons and just two of them going uh, retro, huh? Yeah. So like, I think it was a back and a home or something, or I forget, or maybe it was three, but it didn't have the menu button or I, I forget what they were on this newest render, but I do not want physical buttons on this. Like, please, like we're done do with not buttons. Put physical buttons on this Samsung. No buttons. Uh, I mean, other than maybe like one home button or something like that, right? Like down at the bottom or something. Eric, like, whatever. Eric, like, buttons. I, I want th- buttons. Thank you, Seth. Eric, buttons. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. No screw buttons. Screw buttons, Jeremy. Buttons. I'm I'm with Seth on this one. I like the I'm I'm liking the big screens and you know with ice cream sandwich and you don't need you don't need the physical buttons. The buttons will go away if you don't need them. I want so, a note with no, no. buttons, no buttons. Jeremy, buttons, um, yay or nay? I, I believe physical buttons are uh, a good thing. A gold standard necessity? I, I, I um, Just the other side of necessity. I, I think sure. that it is foolish to get rid of them. Can you, Jeremy, I'm not, I'm not chatting, but why? Because um, you're a jerk, that's why. <laughs> all right, so so here's a, a, a good example. Um, I could have, and I don't think my phone works this way, but it should, uh, let's say I've got my phone and I've got a camera button. It can be off, and I could say, "Hold down the camera button." My phone will turn on and go right to camera mode. Oh, okay. Hold on. I, I want. I actually want to do one caveat. I wish it the, had physical camera buttons. I agree with you on that. A side, a side camera button is a great idea. I okay. miss. So what my if Droid X. you know? What if you had two or three buttons that you could assign like that? What if you use your phone all the time and you want a GPS button? You know, what if you want a mail button? You know, there are things that you can do with a physical button that you can't do with a soft button. So they would they would bypass the lock screen? Is that what you're saying? Go straight sure, to that? Why not? Thing? Why not? Let somebody take so it. somebody feel my phone and then take a picture with it that they can't recover. Whatever. Here's well, what no, I'll say. I, the, I like I the like the picture that, button. Well, go ahead. Well, the buttons that we're talking about, I, at least I thought that we were talking about, were the the standard uh, Android buttons of back menu. Home. Yeah, I, I like those too. Right. I mean, we then went into the camera buttons and everything. You know, I'm, I'm throwing yeah. out what I, what I would consider sure. an extreme you, example of why it should. Yeah. You know, I, I think the most compelling reason, which interestingly enough, I think I just came up with a, a feature that nobody has implemented. So <laughs> when that goes into a phone, um, but you know, I, I think about the times like when I'm when I'm you know installing Cyanogen or just doing something in uh, in the uh, you know in the recovery or whatever, and I need those those hard buttons. I know that they just came out with the uh, you know the uh, touch version of what was it Clockwork Touch, um, but it, I don't have as much confidence in that. You know, maybe maybe, I maybe I'm yeah, just being old school. No, I I think that you know volume, power, and maybe even a camera button because I see the value in that. Is good, but when it comes to, I would say, when it comes to these standard Android buttons, things that you would use like back menu and home, on screen buttons, we don't need those anymore. On screen buttons, on screen buttons, we don't need are, those to be physical buttons anymore. They're dead to me, but I need a camera button definitely. That was the one thing I really did like about the Droid X was that camera button, and in car mode, it would turn it on 
for you. You could just hit that. And when it's alarm clock mode, that's your snooze button. Like, it's perfect. But and on-screen buttons, dead to me. Yeah, I agree. And, and the last thing is, is like, you know, if these recent... People have been talking about these, you know, these recent S- Galaxy S3 leaks, that these are dummy cases, that it's just the internals and sort of like a, a mocked-up phone, you know what I mean, which is just sort of black box-ish. And I really hope that's the case, because the stuff that we've seen so far do not look elegant. They look just kind of gross. They've got buttons all over them. They're like, got, you know, the bottom has way too much space on it. You know, it's not like screen to screen. It's not like, um, you know, top to bottom screens for like the Nexus is. There's not that much space in the bottom of the Nexus. You know what I mean? Whereas this new one, it looks like it's got like way too much space in the bottom for these buttons. And I just wish they would like compact the phone down to almost just screen, get rid of all the buttons and just make it small and elegant, and these do not look any of those things. But so, you have to also remember, you need room to touch it. My one beef at the very beginning was uh, with, with the soft buttons is that I, I was used to the having hard buttons, so my, my finger would, would accidentally drag across them and it would activate stuff. And, and I thought, you know, you really need a hard button there so that that doesn't happen. But, you know, as we get used to it, it it's better. But if you have all screen, you're going to be holding it and constantly, you know, messing up where you're where you're touching. You need some sort of a bezel to give you a handle that you can hold it. But there is a way to do it elegantly. And, and I think the Galaxy Nexus was on the right path making it curved. When I hold ah. that compared to my Droid X, like, you, that subtle curve is just enough to make it so much more comfortable. It's amazing I mean, what that does. I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I do not need a bu- a bezel on the bottom of my phone like that's more than like a quarter of an inch. I mean, like I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to be like when I'm I'm holding my phone right now. When you grow and, up, and I'm never going to touch the bottom of that phone. You'll get manly hands when you grow up, and then you'll you'll appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I understand you need a little bit of a bezel so that you can grab the sides of it. But it's like a quarter of an inch at the most. It's like, what do I need more than that? And these have just have the like giant, you know, bezels at the top and the bottom. And I know at the top you need you need the room for a camera and some of these other things and a microphone. And I understand that there's some limitations, but I don't know. The current renderings I've seen are not look exciting at all. Uh, I, I'm starting to. I'm actually starting to think if uh, like if the One X comes to Verizon as like the new incredible, like the incredible HD or you know whatever they're going to name it. Um, I might look at that seriously over the S3, but they'd have to release it pretty soon because the S3 Contracts, is gone, or they'd have to announce it TikTok, TikTok, for sure. You're just gonna give up and go to Windows Phone, aren't you, Seth? He's uh, <laughs> he's going. We're gonna have to do Attack new... of the Sissy Girls or something. I'm gonna know. get the new Lumia. No, <laughs> the Lumia <laughs> running Metro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, is there anything else we want to cover before we do some map picks and wrap this thing up? Well, one quick thing. Um, you put in the dock here, uh, Android's new ally against the iPhone, Ubuntu. Yeah, that was interesting, I thought. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Basically, what they're saying in this article is that uh, Ubuntu, which is produced by Canonical, a, a uh, is probably the most de- a popular desktop Linux distribution. Um, I don't hesitate in saying that. I'm almost certain of that. Um, but anyway, it's uh, they are now saying that they will be producing a Ubuntu for Android. So 
you get for those of us that are already using Ubuntu in our homes and, and businesses and such, that's a huge advantage because now you have your same apps on the phone uh, as you would on your desktop. And Canonical has written a whole lot of stuff specifically for uh, their Linux platform, so that this may work out very well. Eric, I actually, I my 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 connection cut out through part of that, so I was trying to hurry up and read what the story was again. Um, so sorry, I have nothing to add to this. Jeremy, I want this. Cool, right? <laughs> I want this so badly. That's this is what you've been asking for. This, this is, is exactly your minimalist I, this is, yeah. fantasy. This realized. is one of the ways to implement what I've been this begging for, but it's still not well, out. I mean, there's all this teaser stuff, but I can't do it yet. Not yet, right? Can't Angry. do it quite yet. No, no. It's like, you know what? It's like, it's like baking a pie, and then calling people in the kitchen, and be like, "Hey, you want some pie?" When I'm done with it. Tomorrow, everybody wants pie, and they want pie right now. <laughs> I think Aunt Pruitt wrote a, an interesting piece over on a new domain about how his uh, his son was basically showing him how to set up this Ubuntu music server, and he was making the point that there is free versions of Linux that you don't have to be a command line bash god to be able to use. At case in point. Here's my son, you know, setting this up. Like, it was pretty interesting. So, uh, any other thoughts on that, uh, Seth? Nope. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Joey? Um, no. All right. Uh, Shuttleworth here, he says that, this is a canonical CEO, he says... Uh, Webtop reminds me of Chrome OS. It's a browser story. We've pulled off a very different feeling. The full range of desktop apps are there. When Ubuntu is loaded on an Android phone, the two platforms share the same Linux kernel, so it's not like running two operating systems. That's really cool. Uh, the two pieces act like complementary partners. The Android phone functions normally when used as a smartphone or when making calls, but when it docks, then the Ubuntu desktop pops up and acts like a standard computer. That's it. Minimalist fantasy realized. That's it. You can open a desktop web browser, but you can also install and run standard Ubuntu desktop software for photo editing, word processing, etc. Uh, you know, I'm fairly certain that um, that my phone, the current phone I have, the Photon, um, that some enterprising folks have uh, already done this with Ubuntu, where they modify the web top partition and basically when you dock it, you're right. opening up uh, full-fledged Ubuntu. It's kind of cool. It's very cool. And this is what? This is just the beginning for sure. Oh, yeah, speaking it, of just the beginning, uh, I was talking about last week, I can't remember if I did talk about it after the uh, the, uh, uh, the show wrapped or before, but uh, XDA de uh, developers have released a dual boot Nook uh, image uh, with both gingerbread and ice cream sandwich on it. And I just got the ice cream sandwich portion to boot on my Nook color. Finally, so, huh? You mentioned that well, last week that you couldn't get it uh, to go. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I, I may have done something wrong. Um, well, more than likely I did. 
Um, but anyway, it, so it is now booting literally as I speak, and I'm seeing ice cream sandwich loading up. Very cool. Very, very Can you cool. play checkers on it, though? Can it hasn't play? even booted yet. I will Can find out. Can you play checkers on it yet? Come on. Okay. When it when it when it boots up next show, let us know. Next <laughs> next week. The, be, the better question is, can I beat it at checkers? Yeah. That's the real question. Let me That's ask my magic ask. eight ball. Hold on. Uh real quick before we do at picks, Joe Wilcox and Ben. Yes, because if you plug the tablet in. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. Take it, take it. Finish <laughs> it. I'm gonna shut up now. Finish Goodbye. her off. Finish him. We're going to wait here until oh, you do. I was just going to say, if you plug the tablet in, uh, technically, you know, you'd probably die before the game was over. Ah, there because it was. it's going to be so slow running on your Nook. There it was. Nook color. There it was. Thank you. Bring Thank her you. home. Bring her home. Put her to bed. This is over. Um, so, Joe Wilcox says that Android 4.0 share is jumped dramatically from mid-March to mid-April from 0.5% to 1%. No, I'm kidding. Um, From 2.9%, the data as of today, 4.9%. They're doubling it. They're slowly but surely, your devices will eventually, at some point in time in the near or far future, will get 4.0. Point whatever. So there you go. Good luck. Good luck out there, everyone. At Picks, that's what you're here for. We know that. You know that. Let's do it. Eric, at Pick. All right. So my at Pick is a fun little game called Mosaic Box. Um, Clever. And if you guys remember... Hello? If you guys remember back to a few episodes ago... um, where I talked about uh, some of the games from Fire Maple Games, where uh, you know it's sort of the old school, um, go through the the environment and find hidden things and solve puzzles. It's sort of like that, but it has the extra layer of you have to solve all these music puzzles. So you have to like utilize the sound on your you know on your device and listen to make sure that you're putting the song together in the right order. It's a little weird to to explain, but it's uh, it's pretty fun. So there's there's a free version and a dollar ninety nine version, um, though I have no idea what the difference is. Ads, so that's mistake. Box. It could be ads. I couldn't. Perhaps. I honestly, there. Perhaps. You know, I hate it when when the when the app pages for the free and the paid versions look exactly the same. Right, it like copy paste. Copy paste. Thanks. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Um, but yeah, I, I got it for free actually uh, through the Amazon one of the app of the day things, um, and I I think it's worth a buck ninety nine. Very cool. Music box lights. All right, Jeremy. App. So I want to apologize to listeners from a couple weeks ago that might have downloaded the uh, app I had recommended. It was the first game I had ever recommended, and I'll probably never do it again because it. Um, I didn't spend enough time playing with it. What happened, bud? And uh, what happened? It uh, it kind of did okay? some dirt to my phone. It was a little Ooh. bit screwy, and Ooh. you know, it 
wasn't infected per se, but uh, <laughs> let's just say it was a little shady. In infected the way it is such things. a strong word. It's yeah. yeah. It, was it aggressive marketing? <laughs> is that I'd, how we're I'd say that was probably a better way to describe it. So, um, if anyone out there downloaded that, I on my recommendation, I apologize. I will give you your money back. Uh, but this week's recommendation is something I've been using for what, like two years, and it's it's the app from Mint. Um, you know, Mint contrary to what they want to tell you, is not a true budgeting app. It's not a good way to actually know how you're spending, how you're going to spend your money and are you going to have enough money. It's a good way to take a look at how you have spent your money. Uh, but the way I really use it is just a quick, uh, you know, collation of what's going on in my various accounts, what are my balances, do I need to move money from A to B. And It's, it's good for like a... So, a snapshot of, of the moment of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. If your bank That's doesn't handy, have an app for Android, more than likely Mint will work with it. And I would recommend that if That's you care cool. about money and cool. having more than zero, mm. uh, you should get this. Mint. That's cool. I like how my bank just has, I mean, they have a mobile thing, but they also have a thing that you can send commands via SMS and it'll send you information, activity, balance, stuff like that. I, I almost I use that more than I use you know anything else. But yeah, Mint's Can way cool. Can you send it smiley faces? Oh, for sure. And it, it sends me uh, over. If you send it smiley faces, do you get free money? No, I get overdraft fees. Uh, All right, um, <laughs> Joe. Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Chase. No, uh, Joey at pick. Okay, I know everybody on the face of the planet has one of these. Uh, it's a flashlight app. Uh, this one I think Matt is aware of. It's called Tiny Flashlight Plus LED. Um, matter of fact, I know Matt's aware of it because I know he plus one did in the review. Um, but uh, basically, it's it will use the camera's flash as a flashlight if you want. Uh, it'll also give you a variety of different on-screen uh, lighting that you can use. You can change the color. You can change the luminosity. One of the other things you can do is you can do uh, weird effects like a strobe light from a uh, uh, from a police car where it goes blue, white, red, blue, white, red, or red, white, blue, or whatever it goes. And then it's got a tick-tocking amber warning light, um, I guess. So when your car breaks down and your battery's totally hosed, you can um, put the phone in the back corner of your window, put it on that. And you've got flashers. Um, that's about the only thing I can think of to use this thing for, actually. Um, I thought you were going to say put it on the road. Well, that would <laughs> so that way people know. Uh, I got to say that, that that feature is inherently tied to the physical size of your screen. So, in other words, Galaxy Note users, you have an advantage. Your warning lights will be bigger. Um, beyond that, I got nothing. Uh, it, it is a fabulous flashlight app, um, and it does a lot of cool, funky things. It's free. It's in the Google App Store called Tiny Flashlight Plus LED. Um, just Google Tiny Flashlight, and you should find it within the Google Play Store. And we'll put a link to it in the show notes, as we always do over on attackoftheandroids.com. But, yeah, that that's definitely a good one. They have a good widget, and uh, you can do, like you said, strobe lights and Morse codes. It's pretty sweet. All right, uh, who's next? Seth, did you go? No, I have not gone. Well, then why don't uh, you just go? Mine is called go Groove IP. Ooh. I don't think we have done that yet. And so here's what I did it for. I have an old, uh, when my wife got the Nexus, the G-Nex, which we love. The um, G-Nex! <laughs> 
we had an old, just original Motorola Droid lying around. And, you know, I could sell it on eBay for 50 bucks, but I kind of, I'm a little sentimental, and I wanted it, since it's the original Droid, and, you know, it might be like an Android. You know how some people want to keep the original, like, iPhone because it's sort of like a, like a, a groundbreaking phone? Because people I are I'd, hoarders. Yeah, well, I thought I'd keep this original next. I mean, this original Droid around. Um, so I put CM7 on it, uh, the newest version of it, one of the nightlies, and it's working great. But I don't have a, I don't have a, uh, a, a plan for it, right? Like a voice plan or a data plan or anything. So I wanted to be able to um, just put it downstairs in my house and like have it be another phone. So I got this Groove IP and allows me to hook up Google Voice to it. So now anytime, uh, if my phone is upstairs and it rings, it'll first go to my my primary phone, and then after a few rings doesn't pick up, it'll go drop down to this other Google Voice phone. Then it'll start ringing downstairs. So it's just another way for me to um, have another phone in the house. Like I can make calls with it over Google Voice for free on Wi-Fi. I can answer calls on it that come into my regular phone through Google Voice. Uh, I can do a Google Talk on it. So it's it's pretty great. Very cool. Very handy, it sounds like. Uh... Yeah. Groove IP. Mm-hmm. It cool. cost something. I don't know, a couple bucks. I forget what it was. Actually, hey, maybe it was four bucks. Money well spent, right? Yeah. But for another phone line, like for free, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what's the deal you're going to get from the Ma Bell? Going to guess yeah, uh, right. <laughs> nowhere near? All right. My app pick this week is super handy dandy. I noticed it with the latest update. Of Facebook. It's the new Facebook camera. Check it out. If you're super lazy and you just want to post a picture on Facebook, you can take it with the fit. No, this is not my app pick, but I, I just wanted to make fun of the Facebook camera along with the Facebook Messenger, along with <laughs> the other Facebook thing. Good updates, guys. Uh, no, my app pick is a game. It's awesome. It's a sequel. If you like Tank Hero, and I know you did because I did, you're going to love Tank Hero Laser Wars. I will tell you what, shooting lasers at other tanks, so much more awesome than just bullets, I'll say. And on the tablet, you can play two-player mode by holding it like this, like the old-school Galaga games, the sit-down one where one person was on one side, one was on the other, and the screen would rotate. It does that, so you're holding it, you're both holding the tablet, playing against each other. I thought that was kind of cool. I also made a request for some sort of networking two-player capability, because I don't like other people touching my tablet, so, I don't know. Anyway, Laser Wars, if you like those uh, tank games, this is a good one. I highly recommend it. Check it out in the Google Play. Thank you, gents. It's been Thank another you. fantastic episode of, of Attack of the Androids. Uh, Jeremy Lesniak, where are you writing, sir? Um, most of my stuff. Actually, I've been super busy the last couple of weeks, but um, some stuff in the pipeline for a new domain. and You know, I try and throw stuff up periodically at, at my blog, jeremylesniak.com. And, Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Podcasting here with us once a week. Yeah, you know. Uh, got, a, got another podcast in the works with, with somebody else doing a tech show for small business owners and, and people that uh, reluctantly handle tech stuff. 
reluctantly Rather crouched than... at the starting line. I thought, uh, are you cheating on us with another podcast? I Got am. Something you want to tell us? I podcast around. I don't know how I feel about that, guys. Is this is this okay? Or... I don't want to like catch something, you know. You're still my favorite. Okay, that that's all that matters. All right, uh, find us on iTunes, search Attack of the Androids, or check us out on our site, attackoftheandroids.com. Uh, Seth, you guys, anybody else writing anything uh, lately, or that you guys want to plug before we get out here? I have not been doing. I have not been doing uh, tech writing. Anything? Week, all so. right, Joey. Anything? Nothing. Nada. Okay. Uh, I got my, like I said, my browser reviews up, so check that out, uh, groovypost.com. You can check out my author page there. There's a ton of just Attack of the Android episodes and uh, tips, Android reviews, games, uh, picks, stuff like that. So show some love. Check it out. Uh, like I said, if you have a different browser that you're using, I kind of want to know what you guys are using. Uh, we have a discussion forum set up. You can find that online somewhere. And uh, you can email show at attackoftheandroids.com. Find us on Twitter, Google+, Facebook, all that stuff. And we will catch you guys online. And we will talk to you next week. Peace out. It's attack the Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.